God has given us an opportunity, and that opportunity we filled with the things of the world. We're subjected. Uh, listen, we've got 24-hour news cycles, and I want people to understand this. When you have a, uh, a multi-billion-dollar corporation that makes money off of news, they will give you something to report on, and they will report on it 24 hours a day. They will drive you crazy if if you fall prey uh, to harnessing in to what the world, uh, whatever you put in is what's going to come out, uh, according to the Word of God, friends. Listen, and, and I believe this that if we'll, uh, and it tells us over here in the lighter portion of, of the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew, it's not necessarily what I'm preaching on this morning. He said, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness." And if we do that, he said, all these other things should be added unto you. Yeah. So, friends, listen, this morning, we want to read this very, very familiar reading scripture. I understand this. The Bible tells us that, uh, that uh, the disciples had came to Christ. And we'll pick up reading verse number 8. The disciples came to Christ, and they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And Jesus began to speak to them, and he said, uh, listen, in verse number 8, he said, Be not, there, uh, be, uh, be not ye therefore like unto them. For your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask them. And now he's talking to his disciples, but the them that he's referring to, if we remember a few weeks back, that this is the same them. This is the Pharisees and all the objectors of the gospel, of the Messiah, of the church. Uh, listen, everything that we have in objection to us as a nation as a whole, especially as the gospel church today, uh, that's the them that this is referring to. And the Bible tells us, and it wants us to recenter our, focus our minds back on Him. He said, Be not therefore like unto them. For your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask Him. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover... When you fast, be not as the hypocrites of sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anointest thine head, uh, and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto the Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee, Openly. We believe that be all that God would have us to read in your hearing. And like I said, I probably will go over to 1 John in just a few minutes, but it'll be uh, just a few minutes before we get there. But the Bible tells us we come to a place right here, and, and the Scripture tells us that Jesus is drawing their minds in. Right, listen, he says, now, don't be, like, don't be like them. And friends, they listen, we as the church, we need to come to the realization and the understanding that we're falling prey, that we're turning into the them, uh, because there's so much divisiveness within the confines of the church, within the body of believers. Friends, listen to me. I've never seen so much division in the house of God when we need unity. 
Amen. We need unity among God's people. And friends, listen to me. If we had care for those that are lost, that have never been saved, washed in the precious blood of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, I promise you, if that was our first, foremost, and most prominent objective and goal, uh, listen, within the kingdom of Christ, we would stop arguing one another and we'd come and get, we'd come together for the common cause of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, because it's my desire uh, to see the church glorified, increased, uh, and benefiting uh, from what we're presently going through. Listen, do I like being outside? Yes, amen. I like being outside. Do I like being inside? Yeah, I like being inside. You know what I like most of all? I like being the the presence of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, I've said this previous days. I'll say it again this morning. My friends, listen, I'm beginning to get worried about people that have to be inside the church to go to church. Amen. Uh, friends, listen to me. Uh, you know what, friends, listen. If you can only be a Christian when you're inside and you can't be one outside, you need to get saved. Friends, listen, I tell you, we've come to a place. I'm thankful, friends, listen. Do I desire to see these things? Absolutely. Yes, I do. I long for these things. I long for the days when we can crawl into an altar with a lost soul. I'm thankful that I had the opportunity to pray with my daughter. I'm thankful for all these things. But do I long for what once was? Absolutely. But friends, listen, I'm telling you something. We need to labor vigorously now, expediently now. Hey, man, friends, listen to me. You know what the church likes to talk about? Uh, listen, the end of the, uh, the end of time, all the time. Hey, man, we uh, listen. We have theological debates, and uh, listen, we have divisiveness in the church. Uh, uh, we'll separate the preachers on the left and the right. We'll fight about it. We'll talk about it. We'll post to Facebook about it. Glory to God. Thank God that we have Facebook. Thank that we have technology. But church, it's time that you stop using it for divisiveness. I am tired of it. Amen. Uh, friends, listen. Uh, friends, we need to come together for the cause of Christ. But the Bible tells us over here. Now listen, I'll get to this. Or I'll be out here preaching all evening. It gets hot right here on the porch in the evening. But listen, the Bible says, Be not therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask them. Friends, I, I, want, I want to remind you of one thing here this morning. When what you want is what God wants, that's when He will answer prayer. When what you want is what God wants, that's when God will answer your prayer. But when you pray amiss, when you ask, and you ask because you want to consume it upon your own lust, is what the Word of God says. Uh, the Bible tells us when we pray in that manner, uh, listen, that we ask amiss, and it is fruitless, and it yields nothing. And listen, friends, I, I believe today, uh, listen, that we've uh, encroached upon a time when people are praying because it's what they want, but it's not what God's will presently and currently is. Amen. As I was saying earlier, listen, we, 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 we talk and we divide about end times doctrine. Uh, listen, about eschatological uh, differences, friends. Listen, but you know what the Bible tells me? 
Uh, the Bible tells me uh, that it's not going to get better, that it's progressively going to get worse. It's what the Bible tells us. Uh, the Bible says there'll be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be famines, pestilences, and desolation. That's what the Bible tells us in Matthew 24. Uh, listen, uh, and I'm going to tell you, we are seeing these things uh, manifest, and they have been manifested for years. Uh, listen to me. When the Scripture was written 2,000 years ago, uh, and Paul pinned down into the church of Thessalonica, uh, and he told them, he said, uh, the Lord is coming quickly. He fully expects to see Jesus in his day. Uh, friends, listen to me. I I'm telling you something. We need to be prepared for what is ever present and before us. But the Bible tells us this. When you see all these things, he said, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Friends, listen. Hey, uh, we can be discouraged or we can be encouraged because of the promise of the word of God, Brother Wayne, that my Savior is soon coming in the clouds. Friends, listen. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter number 6, hey, the scripture tells us, uh, listen, he said, and I beheld and lo, and when the seventh seal was opened, uh, the scripture said, uh, listen, uh, and the moon became black as sackcloth of ash, uh, uh, and the sun uh, became as blood. He said, I've seen the clouds roll together as a scroll uh, when it is rolled together. Uh, friends, listen, hey, and the Bible tells us the kings of the earth, the great men, the mighty men, the rich men, the bond men, the poor men, and the free men, all hid themselves, is what the scripture said. Hid themselves in the dens and the rocks of the mountains and declared and declared this for the great day of his wrath has come and who shall be able to stand? Friends, listen to me. That's a question that we all must exercise in our minds and we must have an answer to. I'm glad that I can gloriously await and look for his appearing. Amen. I'm glad that I'm looking for the blessed hope of the redemption of God's redeemed. Amen. Uh, listen, the Bible tells us uh, in St. John chapter 5, uh, verse number 24, he said, uh, Marvel not this, he said, For the hour and time is coming uh, in which all that are in the graves uh, shall hear his voice uh, and shall come forth. Uh, they that have done good in the resurrection of life, they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Uh, friends, listen, uh, First Thessalonians, I preached a funeral the other day. First uh, Thessalonians 4 and 13. I always read this by the graveside. Uh, listen, he said, I'm not happy to be ignorant, brethren, uh, concerning them uh, which are asleep. Uh, uh, listen, uh, for, uh, listen, hey, he said uh, that you have uh, that you have hope, but if you have no hope like those others that have gone on, uh, he said, for if we believe, if we believe that Jesus is rose from the dead, Amen. But I'm friends today. Listen, we need to get back to our basis. We need to put our feet, uh, listen, on solid rock and, uh, and grasp the understanding of the promise of the hope that is ever before us. He said, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus, and all those who have died uh, and are with Jesus, will not prevent them which are, listen, he said, we which are alive and remain, we shall not prevent them which are asleep. Yeah. Amen. He said, for the dead in Christ shall rise first, Amen. and we which are alive and remain shall be changed in a moment and twinkling of an eye. And the Bible says we shall be caught up in the air, to, or caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, yeah. 
and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And verse number 18, he said, Wherefore comfort one another with these words. Friends, listen, if we can't take solace in the fact that we have a soon coming king. Friends, listen, I'm glad listen, that we have understanding through the text. Listen, we may, uh, we may disagree about how it's all going to transpire, but we agree on one fact, that he is coming back. Friends, listen, I'm telling you, I'm glad. Listen, I, I just believe this in my spirit and in my soul. Friends, listen, I'm tired of the divisiveness in God's church. Friends, listen, you know, Billy Pope told me one time, listen, we were talking and discussing, you know, he said, you know, I said, I just, I can't stand divisiveness in the house of God. And Billy said this to me one time, listen, church, I was pastoring at the time, uh, you, you know, if you don't know this, people like to argue. <laughs> and uh, we were going through something, and I'll never forget the, what Billy uh, told me one time. He said, sometimes <laughs> to have peace, you need to have a war. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. That's what the word parabellum means. Parabellum. If you, if you want, the, the Greek term parabellum means if you want peace, prepare for war. And friends, listen to me. We need to understand today that in order to have peace, it will require a war. And friends, listen, uh, in preparation for that war, God is sending us warnings through the text to prepare us to gather ourselves together. For the imminent war and battle that shall futurely be fought. And I'm glad, friends, listen, as we see symbolism in the Old Testament, we see Abraham. Listen, when he stood, I preached on this a few weeks back. When Abraham stood on the mountain and he held his arms, the children of God prevailed at the hand of Joshua. Uh, friends, listen. Hey, but when the Bible says his arms began to fail, uh, listen, uh, when his arms would fall, that the Amalekites would come uh, and win strong favor in the heat of the day, and Abraham would lift his arms again. Uh, friends, listen, we see that demonstrated as Abraham and Joshua, uh, but in full uh, Armageddon-like depiction, we have that representation as God the Father, and his arms will never fall. Joshua is Jesus treading the wine press and executing God's wrath. Uh, listen, for and for and on behalf of the redeemed children of God. I'm glad I'm saved, saved, saved. I love that song. I'm free, free, free. Because I'm saved, saved, saved. Amen. Well, I'm glad, friends, listen. He said, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty. And friends, listen, I'm glad that we can have liberty and freedom, that we can have uh, that we can have all the, the benefits and the good things of God. We may not understand. You see, that's where that's where we lose faith, and that's where we stop praying, is because we don't understand what is going on. I don't understand electricity. But I'm not going to stop using it. Amen. But you see, that's people's ideology in the church. They say, well, I'm going to quit it because I don't understand it. 
Everything you use in your daily walk of life, you probably don't understand, right. but it does not cease you from using it. That's right. You use it because you have faith in it. And friends, listen to me. It's time that the church begin to execute faith. Amen. It's time to have faith, faith, faith. I'm talking about mountain-moving faith. Now the Bible tells us this, and I'll get on with this. The Bible says, after this manner, therefore pray ye. He said, now, don't, I don't want you to be like them. I'm telling you how to pray to my Father. He said, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Friends, listen to me. What the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 16, he said, Therefore, uh, he said, Therefore, let us boldly approach the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Friends, listen, I'm glad uh, that when we approach the throne of God, the scripture tells us in Romans chapter number 8, uh, when you know not even what to pray for, the Spirit makes intercession for us with utterances and groanings which cannot be even uttered. I'm thankful, friends. Listen, He loves His children. Don't give up on God because He's not giving up on you. But after this matter, therefore, pray our Father which art in heaven. Our friends, listen to me. Uh, uh, and the thing that we need not miss in this is we must first ask if we expect to receive. Friends, if we never ask, if we never approach God's throne, if we never effectively uh, execute our faith and, and go to the throne of grace to ask for help and to meet Him in His mercy, we'll never receive anything. And we don't need to... Remember what I said when I started this. When what we want is what God wants, that's when He will hear and answer. And friends, listen, we need not lose sight of that. But listen, we must therefore uh, approach the throne of grace first. Amen. Seek and you shall find. Ask uh, and it shall be open. Or knock and it shall be open to you. Ask and you shall receive. But for all active verbs, friends, listen, we've got to do something. But see, we've, we've, we've reached a point of stagnation. Water's not stirring anymore. It's hot. And it's drying up in a little mud hole over here. All we're focused on. But listen, hey, I'm telling you something. The Bible tells us, I believe I mentioned this last Sunday, Elijah the prophet, the Bible says that he prayed. And when he prayed, he, he prayed and he asked God, he said, God, I wish that you'd close the heavens for three and a half years. Friends, listen to me, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, when, God, uh, when God executes something like this, I'm telling you something, friends, listen. The first, the first place the church goes is the Word. They say, look what's happening over yonder. Look what God's doing to executing judgment over yonder. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, friends, listen to me. The Bible tells us that, hey, 
the son that he loves us uh, is the one that he chases. And if he doesn't chasten us, we're a bastard and not a son. That's what the scripture says. Uh, so, for instance, he said, uh, the Bible tells us this in the book of Titus. He said, uh, judgment must first come to the house of God. Stop saying that God is doing this to the others. God is putting the church through the fire to drive us back to him. And I see them falling and dropping to the left and to the right because their air conditioner's gone. Amen. Yeah. You got to amen me. I'll preach it anyway. <laughs> All the modern conveniences have been taken away. We can't yeah. do what we want. Uh, listen to me. I I'm going to tell you something, friends. Listen. Uh, you can agree with me or not agree with me. I, I don't really care. Friends, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something. We we're dividing, you know what? We're dividing the church over whether or not society should wear a mask. Give me a brother. If you want to wear one, you know what? I wear one sometimes too. Amen. If you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. Friends, listen to me. I'm telling you something. If you go back and you look, listen, at the pestilence that come through the United States of America in the early 1900s, every American, this is not a violation of constitutional rights. Amen. There's nobody making you do anything. I'm going to tell you what, I'm glad I'm not going to hell. Uh, Listen, you can sit and fight and argue about everything else under the sun till the cows come home and wish your pastor would stand in your corner. I'll tell you something, I'm not standing in anybody's corner. I'm standing on the Lord's side. Friends, listen, he stood with me through thick, thin, high, low, and every mountain, every valley. Listen, I'm telling you something, everybody else has left me high and dry at one point, phase, time, or another. But Jesus said, I'll... Well, he said, I'll go with you to the end. I'm thankful. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. John 1 and 1, he said, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Amen. All things were made by him. Without him, there's nothing made that is made. It's time the church starts standing for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you something, friends. Listen. It's time that we refocus and we recenter ourselves. We've taken the bait, hook, line, and sinker. Society has pulled us in. Friends, listen to me. I'm going to tell you what. You know what I'm proud about here at Timberlake? There was three Sundays where I preached from my house. And since then, we've either been in the parking lot or we've been in the church. I'm glad, friends. I'm going to tell you something. Whether it's inside or out, they can't stop the church. Amen. They can't stop it. And once the church understands that nothing has stopped, you can stop arguing about everything that you think is going on and start worrying about what needs to happen. Amen. That's all for it. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Listen, this is my heart's desire. Thy kingdom come. 
Amen, friendship. You know, the Bible tells Paul wrote to us this in the sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians. He said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of spiritual wickedness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The rulers of the darkness in high places. But he, but he clearly and explicitly and plainly said, We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You see, we like to fight with each other, and we ought to have our fighting, we ought to have our sword in the fight with Satan and the devil. There is one devil and many demons. I'm going, I'm listening, I'm going to tell you something, friends, this morning. <laughs> Satan is not omnipresent. He's not omniscient. He's not omnipotent. He is not all-knowing. He is not always everywhere. And he is not all-powerful. Right. Friends, listen to me. We serve the God that is omnipotent, yeah. omniscient, and om- yeah. omnipresent. Friends, listen. And I'm glad that we have the victory. But it's time that we start remembering these things. And the only way that we're going to remember these things is we exercise our God-given privilege and right in prayer. God, make the things of this world more sinful that I may glorify you. I dare you to pray that prayer every day for a week. God, make the things of this world more sinful to you. God, if they be something, you know, that's what David prayed in Psalms when he said, Lord, search me, O God! See if there be any wicked way within me. I dare you, I challenge you to pray that prayer. You see, there's a lot of people they won't pray it because they don't want to do it. And if you don't want to do it, then you're serving yourself and you're not serving the Lord. Thy kingdom come. That's what I'm looking for. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. But a lot of people, uh, they read this verse this way. My will be done in earth so it should be done in heaven. Lord, I want your will, I want my will done in heaven so it can be manifest here on earth. You say, that's that's our understanding of this text. God, I know better than you. Friends, listen, we've got to, I I preached this a a couple weeks ago. Friends, listen, we've got to reach the point of full surrender and submission. We sing the old gospel hymn, I surrender all, but do we sincerely mean it? Jesus said, I need some folks that would lay down their life, take up their cross, and follow me. Are we willing to go? Friends, listen now, the Bible says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Wish that's a good breeze. Amen. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us, uh, give us this day our daily bread. Boy, I'm thankful, friend. Aren't you glad? You know, my kids, they tell me all the time, they say, Daddy, I'm starving. <laughs> starving. Starving to death. Dry and blow away. 
Well, you ever realize how blessed we really are? Why I'm thankful that we have heavenly manna that is given to us. Friends, listen to me. We've got a physical nourishment. We've got spiritual nourishment. We've got every provision. Listen to me. I don't know anybody in the world that is any more blessed than I am. And if that's not your personal observation, friends, listen, then you need to reassess where you stand. Because, friends, listen to me. You see, we live in a Facebook world. I'm all about some Facebook this morning. <laughs> we get jealous of what other people have. I want to be like them. I want to thank God. We never reach a state of satisfaction and complacency in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said this while he wrote from a, a jail cell. He, he said, I've learned in whatsoever state I'm in, therewith to be content. Crippled hands that couldn't even write. Crippled legs that could barely proceed to walk anymore. But he said, listen, and his last charge was preach the word. Thank God for our daily provisions. I'm thankful we have daily, daily provisions. And if you'll notice this, friends, listen, the Bible Listen, he said, give us this day. This ought to be the first thing that we engage is God. Now listen, we can talk about uh, the physical sustainment, the physical provisions, and I thank God for those, and he does provide those, but I'm thankful most of all for the spiritual provision. Uh, listen, as he addresses in, in John chapter 4, he said, I am the water, and in John chapter 6, he said, I am the bread. Those are two Medical science tells us there's two things that we have to have to sustain life is bread and water. And Jesus said, I am both. Friends, listen to me. It requires Jesus. Now he said, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. How many people today can't find forgiveness in their own lives and it's not because God will not forgive you. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1 and 9 if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's not because God does not have the ability to forgive us. It's simply because we won't forgive others around us. Friends, listen to me. There's lots of people today. Uh, listen, you're letting other people's actions, you're letting other people's lives, and you're letting other people's influence live rent-free in your head. It's wow. making you use sleep. You can't find forgiveness. You can't find peace. You can't find understanding. You can't find joy. And listen to me. They don't care a thing in the world about you. You've got to learn to forgive. Forgive and move on. Preacher, that's hard. I know it's hard. I understand full well and exactly how hard that is. But friends, listen to me. It's, it's, it's more meaningful to me to have a clear and clean relationship with my Savior and be in good standing and good fellowship with my Savior than it is for me to hold an oath against my brother. Verse 13. And lead us not into temptation. 
Preacher, I fought and prayed for all the sin around me. I understand. Don't let no preacher or nobody or no church anywhere ever tell you that, that there's not pleasure in sin. The Bible tells us there's pleasure in sin for a season is what the Scripture says. I'm here to tell you, friends, this morning, listen, if we don't educate ourselves in the Word of God, if we don't study, if we don't seek, and all, listen, I say this personally and individually, but listen, I want to expand this out a little bit further. Because I believe our good old country churches, which I love dearly, we have done an exceptional job as evangelizing and reaching people and telling people that they need to be saved. But we have done an absolutely terrible and atrocious job at discipling those that are saved. Sheep breed sheep. Amen. Listen to me. There's another thing. That's another hot button that fires me up. Amen. Listen to me. They say, well, we're all the sheep. Bless God, I am a sheep. Listen to me. But my shepherd is Jesus. Listen, if we don't actively talk to our Heavenly Father, if we don't actively engage Him, and if we don't actively have a healthy relationship with Him, and we don't ask daily for God to deliver us and keep us and void us from the temptations and the spares that are ever present and always before us, we will fall. Take heed, the Bible says, to the man that standeth. That thinketh he standeth, or 
he shall fall. Friends, listen. Oh, listen, if we want deliverance from those things in our lives, those weightier sins as we talked about in the address in Hebrews 12, Friends, listen, we have got to engage in prayer. Listen, I'll never forget when I finally got my course straight with God. As a 19-year-old man, I had to pray and ask God specifically for things to be taken. I believe it'd do a lot of people good if we would stop praying, Lord, help me with everything. And we start saying, Lord, help me with this one thing. You know, it's like people that get in debt. And they can never get out of debt because they're paying the minimum on everything. And they've got this massive expanding debt that's just ballooning and it's growing larger. And it's not going away. Listen, basic economics, they tell you to do this. Start with the one that you owe the most on and pay it down and pay it down and pay it down until you pay it off. Friends, listen to me. If we're going to find peace in our Christianity, if we're going to grow in the process of sanctification, listen, we can't just keep paying the minimum payments on our daily walk of life. We've got to start executing and paying down. Friends, listen, and eliminating things from our lives. Well, I can't do anything to buy anything. No, you can't. But you can surrender and submit yourself to the one who can. Well, preacher, I can't do anything. Yeah, you make choices every day. I should have started this a long time ago. <laughs> Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. What about that? Can we be delivered? Can we be kept? Yes, if we would pray. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever, forever. What about that? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. There is none greater. There is none superior. There are none better. Thankful that we have an intercessor and we can approach that intercessor. Friends, listen. Now, uh, I'm going to read this. I told you, I'll preach on 1 John next weekend. For, now listen, verse number 15, and I, I promise I'm going to be done. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Remember what I said? That what you want is what God wants. That's when He will answer your prayer. You see, if we have hindered and broken fellowship with our brother, our fellowship is hindered with our father. We have to get things in line and in check. And listen, I'm preaching this message to myself as much as I am anybody. Because, uh, listen to me, I tell you, I myself, I fall prey. Listen, and I do this, and uh, listen, I fall prey to all the divisiveness because I want so bad for it to go away. Why? Because, listen to me, uh, there's nothing that would make my heart glow any better is to see somebody that's lost saved. Yeah. 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 
when we can't get to the point where we can see somebody lost, saved, is because we're worried about where we're meeting and how we're meeting and who's meeting and who ain't, what they're doing up the road, what they're doing over here, what they did behind us, what are we going to do next week. Don't worry about it. Worry about right now. For today is the day of salvation. trespasses, neither would your father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, now this is the important one, I promise I'm done, I promise. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. You see, there's lots of people, friends, they like to let you know what they're doing. If you don't know somebody like that, I've got plenty of them I know and I can introduce to you. He said, when you fast, and listen, he's talking about fasting because he associates fasting with prayer. Amen. If you need God's intervention bad enough, listen to me, there's a lot of people, especially the Baptists, amen, we don't want to talk about fasting. We don't, we don't want to talk about gluttony, we don't want to talk about fasting, we want to talk about getting on the ground. But friends, listen, when you need something bad enough, and you need God's intervention bad enough, I promise you it's easy to replace a peanut butter sandwich with a time of prayer. Preacher, is that really what that means, friends? Listen, I, I believe, uh, listen, textually and contextually, Yes, that's what he's talking about. We have to reach a, point, a certain place and point of surrender in our life that God knows that we're serious. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But listen, now the Bible tells, uh, tells the redeemed child of God. He said, but thou, when thou fastest, Lord, thine head, wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. My friends, listen, let us labor for the kingdom. Let us labor one for another. Let us not do it to be seen and to be recognized and to receive accolades. Uh, friends, listen to me. I, I tell you, I'll be honest with you. Friends, listen, the first years of my preaching in my ministry, I tried, to, I tried myself to be what everybody else thought that I needed to be. I tried to appease uh, the older preachers and the older generation. I thank God for mentors in my life that taught me that it's okay to be who I am. I'm thankful for Spud English. I'm thankful for Jack Pierce. I'm thankful for Larry Foster. I'm thankful for these men of God, listen to me, that took me under their wings and said, it's okay. It's okay to be who you are for the kingdom of Christ. But we all try and appease certain folks at certain times because we think that's what they want. Gary English told me this a couple weeks ago when we were spending some time together. He said, everything changes when you stop caring what the world thinks and you start caring what God thinks. If you want to recognize the change, start caring what God thinks more than what the world thinks. 
I promise you, things will turn around. Things will turn around. Well, I, I thank God for the Spirit of God this morning. I'm thankful that we can come together and assemble and worship. It's a little bit warm, but I enjoy it. Amen. Well, I'm thankful for God's people. I'm thankful for Timberridge Church. I'm thankful for your uh, persistence and uh, 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 prevailing. Listen to me. I know that things are different. Trials and trouble. I know it's trying. I know all those things. I realize those things. But friends, listen, we've got the purpose somewhere in our hearts that we're going to focus on what matters. I want the, listen to me, I want revival. I need revival. But to, to get the benefit of that revival, we've got to recenter ourselves. Say, God, what about me? I need to worry about me for this minute. Because if I don't get myself right, I'm no benefit to anybody else. I love you. I appreciate you this morning. Brother Kibbs, if y'all would, just get a verse. We'll sing one verse of invitation. We got shade up here at the porch, and we can, I can keep my distance. I feel like you need to come pray. We're certainly, this, this front porch step would serve as the best altar I know. I don't know your heart this morning. I don't know what you need. But we want to invite you to just call up the unction of the Holy Spirit. Because we need, we need deliverance this morning. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We need the Lord. Brother Kip, would you bless